Republicans have spent a lot of money to mm -hmm. take you down. Yeah. Didn't happen. How do you now unite this party around yeah. you come uh, come the next eight weeks? Well, look, the voters of the first district made their choice clear. We won by a pretty big margin tonight. Voters made their choice. They wanted a homegrown America first conservative going up against Chris Pappas this fall. And I expect all Republicans across this state, across this country to join behind the people of the New Hampshire's first district and help them get rid of our far left Democrat opponent, Chris Pappas. He is kicking him out is key to taking back the House and getting rid of Nancy Pelosi once and for all. And we must be joined together in that effort because these Democrats, as I said in my speech tonight, are driving our Ameri our country into socialism purposefully and rapidly. And we have to put a stop to it in January 2023. You ran as an America First candidate. That worked in a Republican primary, of course. What about a general election? This is not a red district. This is one of the top swing districts in the country. I've watched it go back and forth for 20 years. How does that message work in the general? It's not partisan to want to put your state and your country first. It's not partisan to want to put your people first, to put your small business owners who are the lifeblood and the backbone of your economy first, to have strong border security, to stand up for your men and women in blue, to have the government off of the backs of hardworking families like my own across this district. That's putting America first. That's what I've been fighting for over the last year in this primary. And that fight will not stop and it will continue starting tomorrow morning. Okay, welcome. It is Thursday, 15 September in the year of our Lord, 2022. We've got a jam-packed show today and this evening. Uh, so let's get on with it. We have Caroline Levitt, uh, absolutely stunning victory. Caroline, I, I want to talk about the campaign uh, against your opponent, and I also want to talk about how you're going to bring people together. But I, I just want to make sure, because in a lot of your interviews, I'm not sure it's coming out, the depth and scale of your victory. You really showed you could bring people together because there's more than just MAGA and more than just MAGA Republicans or Trump Republicans voted for you. A lot of establishment Republicans had to vote for you, given the scale of your victory. Walk us through how big I think you swept every town, every precinct. Tell us tell us what what actually happened. Yeah, so we had a, a huge victory on Tuesday, Steve, and it's really remarkable. We won this primary. There were five major candidates on the ballot and we won by 10 points. Our next closest competitor got less than 10 points than we did. And we won almost every single city, town, and ward in the entire first district of New Hampshire. I think we lost five towns. Don't quote me on that, but that's true. And in the two towns that we felt most nervous about, where I didn't really have a geographical base, and where we felt like they, due to our polling in the early summer, we were weak. We deployed our army of Team Caroline knock door knockers to them this summer. And we either closed the gap and tied in our main, most major city, Manchester, New Hampshire, or we won. We won a lot of towns around Manchester. We felt like that was maybe our weakest point in the campaign, but we deployed our army there and we won in a landslide. You know, as the results were pouring in all day, on all night on Tuesday, we had a five-point lead consistently throughout the whole night. And then I saw my home base where I grew up, where my family owns a business, where we know a lot of people and we won by nine. The wide, the gap just kept widening throughout the night. And it was so humbling to see that, that outpouring of support from communities where I grew up, where I went to school. And I think the establishment really underestimated the wisdom of the people of this state. You know, we're the first in the nation primary. We're used to politicians coming here all the time and giving us our, their pitch. I've been seeing it since I was a little kid. And voters do their research. They want facts. They do their homework. 
And when the, the, the swamp came in with $5 million in negative ads, voters said, well, wait a minute, this girl's from here. She went to school here. I bought a truck at her family's dealership. She scooped me an ice cream cone. And you can't buy that. And that's what I said in my victory speech. Our voice, our votes cannot be bought. Our voices cannot be silenced. And I'm proud to have been the homegrown grassroots candidate in this primary. It worked. And it's going to work again in the general. You know, you, you lay out something we've been talking about is that the nation and really the world depends upon uh, the folks in New Hampshire to weigh and measure people when they come up there and ch check their character. I think with you, it's also interesting because you had no money. It was really grassroots. The more people meet you and really listen, the more they're inclined to vote. Is that, you know, yeah. some people, the more they say they turn off. The other thing is that I think is very powerful and impressive as we've talked to people in the district and follow this is that you did go to D.C. You did go to the big city, right, to get into, you know, White House, Elise Stefanik, all that. Right. You know, major league, the highest levels of politics in both the House and the uh, in the White House, in the nation and in the world. And it didn't change you. You're the same person that came out of that district. And I think people see that when you talk to them. Let's talk about your opponent. Walk through what is the theory of the case of this general election right now, you versus your Democratic opponent? Yeah, well, Kirk Pappas is one of the most vulnerable Democrats in the entire country right now. His polling numbers have never been lower. The people of New Hampshire are widely disapproving of him and don't believe that he deserves re-election. And they're right. I mean, this guy acts and talks and walks like a moderate. His name is Chris Pappas. You might not have heard of him because he doesn't do much. He doesn't say much. He hides behind the fray and he takes egregious votes. And that's my goal. He might be likable. He might try to appear as moderate, bipartisan. He is not at all. He votes 100% of the time with Nancy Pelosi, 90% of the time with AOC. And so he represents the far left Democrat caucus that's driving our country into socialism. We have a wide base of independents in this state, and I cannot wait to talk to them. Many of them, I earned their support in this primary. They voted for me because they know, one, I was the best person to win the primary. I'll be the best. I am the best candidate to win in this general election. But thirdly, I'm speaking on the issues that matter to the people here, right? Inflation, the economy. We're a cold weather state, and the Biden administration sent a letter to our New England federal reps saying that we're going to have a home heating oil shortage this winter. I mean, that's a serious problem. We're going to have a shortage of fuel because of this administration's policies. Eversource, our main electricity provider here in New Hampshire, said that the rates in the coming year could be four times as high. Folks across this district, myself included, we all just got our electric bills. They were double what they were last month alone. And so these are very real consequences of this administration that my Democrat opponent has enabled. And we're going to keep hammering on them. And, you know, Steve, the media, the mainstream media, not you, of course, keeps saying, oh, you're a, you're extreme, you're MAGA, you're America first. What I say to them is it's never been extreme to want to put your country and your people in your home state first. It's never been extreme to want more money in the pockets of the people you represent. It's never been extreme to want less government. And it's never been extreme to want secure borders and strong law and order. So that's the message we're going to continue to hammer. We've been doing that throughout the primary and we're going to continue to November 8th. The, the, the inflation report, both the consumer price and the wholesale and the White House tried to you know, dismiss this, had the celebration and they talked about the wholesale prices. The wholesale prices were terrible. OK, mm -hmm. this shows you inflation is, is a burning dumpster fire, but also the Fed's mm -hmm. going to increase maybe a point next week, maybe 100 basis points. Do the folks in, in, in your district understand now that it's a double pincer? They're getting, they're, you know, 17 months in a row, real wages have dropped. 
on, on the income yep. side, but also their net worth and particularly the housing situation. A lot of people sitting there going, well, you know, I got all my net worth in my housing. Once these rates start going up, we've already had a $6 trillion drop in net worth of the American people last quarter, a record, right? A record for in, in the history since they've been monitoring. Now, and that doesn't include what's going to happen in real estate. Do the folks in New Hampshire and your district understand that these forces that are being driven by these radical Biden policies and now the Federal Reserve coming in is actually going to destroy them economically and financially? Yes, they do, because we are the shining uh, red state of liberty in the entire New England region, right? We have Republicans up and down the ballot at our state and local levels. We have a Republican governor here, and we've governed in a fiscally conservative way for decades, right? That's why our friends in Massachusetts come to shop in our malls, because we, we don't have a sales tax. We don't have an income tax. Property property rates are very, very high here. Uh, and we have a major labor crisis. So there are issues, but they are being driven by our Democrat federal delegation. Both Democrat senators, both of our House members are siding with the, these far left policies. They're spending more money than we have in, in history under this administration. And so we're keeping it, we're holding it down at the state and local levels, but our federal delegation is making it really, really difficult for the people here. And so I believe in this election, it's really gonna be a red wave for all of the federal candidates in this race on the ballot this year, because the people of New Hampshire more than ever, right? That's why they come here. That's why they come from Maine. That's why they come from Massachusetts, because they want a business friendly environment. And our small business community right now, Steve, is really suffering due to this inflation, of course, you know, their profit margins are becoming slimmer by the day, uh, but they are, are particularly hurting here in New Hampshire. We have a major labor crisis. I mean, we all of our young folks are coming to our higher education university systems, but they're leaving our state because we don't have enough housing. So they're going down to Boston. They can rent an apartment cheaper there. They can get a better pair of jobs. They're not staying in New Hampshire. So these lower skilled jobs, young people just aren't taking them. And then these business owners are being forced to pay 30 bucks for a dishwasher position. Nobody's even calling and then they can't afford it. So these are all issues that are being driven directly by D.C. And it's my goal to be a conservative voice that can help our state legislature here in New Hampshire at the federal level and advocate for our people. Is Papa's going to have seen this throughout the country where they won't get on debate stage because they don't they they're going to go TV ads to smear you personally, politics and personal instruction, but they won't get on the debate stage because they know they're welded to Biden's radical policies. Is Papa's committed to debating you? He's put out a letter this week and frankly, I haven't even read it. He said he's going to come to certain debates only if they're hosted by certain media outlets. He does want to do the conservative talk radio here in New Hampshire. I will be there. I will show up. I went to every single debate that was hosted throughout the primary, even when some of my opponents didn't. And I will take that same approach because voters deserve to hear about the issues. They deserve to hear about the solutions that I am offering to help them and their families. And Chris Pappas is already smearing me on television. He came out with an ad that's completely untrue this morning on the issue of, take a guess, abortion, of course, right? That's what the Democrats want to talk about because they can't stand on anything else. So they're going to try and paint me as this radical extremist on the issue of life, when in fact, they are the radicals on this issue. My opponent supports abortion anytime, anywhere, paid for by the taxpayers. That's not where the people of New Hampshire stand. So I'm going to go on offense on that issue and every issue. We will hold him accountable for his positions, his votes, and expose his far left radical voting record on all of the problems that we face. Caroline Levitt, you're a fighter. We know that for the year and a half you've been doing this. Uh, real quickly, how do people get to you, how they follow you, how they find out about this general election, and how they can help? 
Yeah, we need all hands on deck. Latest primary in the country is tight now, right? It's full sprint. We got eight weeks to go to beat this far left Democrat. I need everyone to chip in. CarolineForCongress.com. It's Caroline with a K, CarolineForCongress.com. I'm on Twitter, Getter, through social, Instagram, Facebook. Reach out to me. Please chip in. They're already smearing me with millions of dollars of ads. So it's time to go on offense, fight back, and win. And I always will, as you know, Steve. Live free or die. That's the that's the watchword of the great state of New Hampshire. Look forward to watching this one, Caroline. Thank you. Thanks. Let me bring I got Ed Martin and Matt Schlapp. Let me bring in Matt Schlapp. Matt, you got to feel pretty good uh, running CPAC and American Conservative Union when you see a young firebrand like that who will wow. not back down and will against all odds. Ten, what six and a half million dollars spent against her? Get, just give me your assessment when you when you hear that, you see that energy, you see that fight, and just sitting there going, "I'm we're not going to back down." I'm not changing well, my here's and I'm, I want everybody in New Hampshire to see me and hear me. I'll be on every debate stage. I'll go to every town hall. I'll go to every yeah. meeting. Matt Schlapp. Yeah. First thing is, I don't even really I didn't I wasn't really that aware of her. And now I've watched this, you know, I'd say, you know, come from behind the underdog victory. I love everything she's saying. I love it, everything she stands for, including on the vaccine and everything. I think the story of her victory is standing up against the swamp money. Same thing happened on the Senate side uh, with uh, General Baldock as well. Uh, he withstood a bunch of uh, Senate leadership money, and he withstood the that spend. Can you imagine, Steve, if all these establishment Republicans in D.C. would spend that money against Democrats? <laughs> I mean, this is the story of Oz and Pennsylvania and all this stuff. It's like, you know, if we had those millions of dollars to spend. The good news is we're going to win anyway. But think about, Matt, your point is, I want to make sure the audience understands this. Between Boldick and Levitt in, in New Hampshire, one of the state for Boldick, almost $10 million. And That's it was right. not policy. This is literally just politics of personal destruction to try to destroy them who are total grassroots candidates. Think about if you'd taken that $10 million of cash and put That's it towards right. take, taking down the congressman. Uh, so I tell you what, Matt, hang on for a second. I've got Matt Schlapp from American Conservative. You know, by the way, Swedish Democrats win. The populists in Canada win. Uh, Georgia Maloney surging in Italy. Italy. Matt did Matt did the big uh, uh, conference, CPAC conference with uh, Viktor Orban over in uh, over in Hungary. I think Tucker came to that too. Also in Brazil, it's all on the line. And here in the midterms. We got Matt Schlapp, we have Ed Martin, Matthew Tiermont, Boris Epstein, and we're going to have one of the union workers uh, for the uh, railroads uh, sitting there going, this is really about automation, and automation that may be a little dangerous. We're going to explain it all to you next in the war room. What's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, there is no substitute for victory. Everything needs to be focused on the 8th November, all the way from school board districts, all the way up to the House and the Senate. Matt Schlapp, um, you've probably got as good a feel for anybody, particularly on the grassroots side. Where do you think we stand, and what do we need to do to make sure we have a sweeping, crushing victory in the House in uh, pickup seats in the Senate, sir. All right, so the first thing is, obviously, we're through the primaries. we got to be for these candidates. The good news is most of them are unattached to corporate money for the first time in the Republican Party's history, which is a fantastic uh, development in this campaign. The other thing is, if you're writing checks, go a little further down. we got a real Senate race in Washington. I think we got a real Senate race in New Hampshire. Don't listen to all the D.C. experts about only given money in four races. I think on the House side, remember, they said we're going to lose five or six seats. Last time we picked up 14. In the end, we actually picked up more, but we had all the election shenanigans. So uh, we have a chance to win in places that all the experts will tell you won't win. One other thing, the New York Times has even came out with a story this week basically saying if the polling that we're seeing is as off as it was in 2020, remember Trump did twice as well or half as bad in all the states leading up to the election, as he did on election day, even with all the cheating, uh, if that same trend is continues and they haven't changed these polls, there is a big red wave. Why aren't they telling us there's a big red wave, Steve? They want everyone to be depressed on our side and to stay in their basements. That's the point. You're going to see a lot of suppression polls. They have one out today. Uh, the Hill has it. Uh, Biden's uh, approval is up to 45% from a lower 36. Ah. But when you look at the undercard, only I think his approval on the economy is something like 35 percent. Right. It's it's and right. everything that's important. It's so you people got to be don't don't get frustrated by the suppression polls. Everybody's got to get out. Everybody's got to volunteer. Steve, Steve, you're right. The other yes, thing is the ultra MAGA, King MAGA, all that Biden rhetoric. It's not offense. It's defense. They know they're in big trouble. They're trying to hold on to blue America as much as they can so they don't lose those house seats. So when they go after MAGA, I'm glad it fires us all up. But understand, that's because we're about ready to kill them. And we got to move forward aggressively and go down. Go down. Like you said undercard. There are races we can win with a little bit more money and a little more grassroots action. Big time. D plus six, D plus 10. They're there. That's Let's right. go. Texas Tribune. Texas Tribune is one of the most liberal papers in, 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 in the nation, okay? Uh, and they're very good, but there's a liberal paper. They've got a blockbuster article. I've got it pinned up on my getter about how Democrats in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas, Hispanic Democrats, are flipping because of the issues of border security and immigration right. and economics and inflation. Matt, talk to me about that for a second because that's the tectonic place. It also shows the fact they want to scare everybody about racism and white nationalism and, you know, the anti-democratic. 
once yeah. you got to get them on a stage and start talking about policies, that's what they never want to mention inflation. They never want to talk about policies. Matt Schlepp. Yeah, I mean, I find this anecdotally as I'm traveling around the country, uh, immigrants, people of color, black people, Hispanics, they're, they're often the ones that come up to me and say, God, we miss Trump. These Biden policies are really killing us. You think about it. If you're on that first or second ladder economically in America, you're getting killed by socialism. It isn't working for you. And by the way, if you come from a country that is traditional and has religion, you don't like this indoctrinating our kids, sexualizing our kids, gender confusion, uh, the war on cops. By the way, who's the victim on the war on cops? All these people of color living in these big cities. And then you have this thing which has never really happened in the Republican Party before. We're winning all the local races uh, along the border because those people are seeing the open border for what it is. It means drugs in your kids' veins. It means you have to uh, be worried about getting shot on your way to and from work. These Biden policies, socialist woke policies, they are not popular with people of color. That's why on this whole question of race, we have to take this topic back. People of color, they are having serious regret for the idea that they've been so entranced by the Democratic Party. Uh, give me a minute on, uh, on on international because you've taken CPAC globally. You did the Viktor Orban Hungary. Tucker was all part of that. Uh, we see Swedish Democrats. I can't emphasize enough internationally how big it is. The, the, the most progressive left-wing politics is in Scandinavia. The Sweden drives so much of the agenda, particularly on this transition to decarbonize the world. Yes. They just got blown. They got beaten by a bootstrap grassroots organization on the issue of immigration and crime uh, in Sweden. You got Georgia Maloney is surging for this big uh, victory come the 25th. You've had the populist overthrow the establishment in the Canadian Conservative Party. We got Bolsonaro in a dogfight down in Brazil. Give us your perspective internationally and how that plays into our midterms. Well, before joining uh, this conversation, Steve, I called Charlie Giroux from Pennsylvania, our vice chairman, who's Brazilian, born in a flavela in Brazil. He's like, Jair Bolsonaro will buck all these bulls. He's winning that race. That is going to send shockwaves uh, around the world. And I think the reason why we took CPAC overseas, Steve, you know this because you were a part of these conversations. If America goes down, that's the big domino. That's the thing that none of these conservatives and freedom lovers want. So they want to make sure that we're successful here. So our midterms are huge. But, but, Getting these freedom-loving people around the globe, right, these nationalists around the globe, it inspires each country. And so what we're seeing in these smaller countries, we're seeing people stand up and say, you know what, I can, I can stand up to Brussels. I can stand up to the UN. Yes. I can stand up to the WTO. There's something happening globally uh, that, we, uh, that we helped start. And let's, let me, let's finish the job, Steve. we got to get out there and show these globalists, these international uh, institutions that, you know, we're going to take back our, our power. I think, by the way, the first international CPAC was in Japan and I think December of there. 2017. I was part of it. By the way, that's where you saw the anti-CCP movement in Japan was all inspiring I mean, these people, right. they understood exactly the threat. Matt, how do people uh, get to you on social media, how they get to uh, CPAC on the website? At uh, M. Schlapp on all the major channels and Go to conservative.org and see what we just did yesterday. We're behind Marjorie Taylor Greene's bill to make it illegal to uh, do uh, gender transition operations on our kids. And we're con continuing to push back on woke companies like Walmart, which has decided to pay for abortion through nine months and pay for the hotel and the travel. We all got to stand up and get <sighs> these, com these companies back to neutral. Unbelievable. Uh, by the way, make sure you follow Matt on on, on uh 
on Twitter. It comes in a little hot. Mercedes is not <laughs> always on the trigger in that one. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Let's Thanks, go to, uh, we got CPAC and American Conservative Union. I want to go to Ed Martin and uh, Phyllis Schlafly's group, uh, the Eagle Council. When you see Caroline Levitt, yeah. you see the oh, echo man. of Phyllis. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. Phyllis Schlafly talking to us. That That's what she, that's what she, her whole life's purpose was, that there were Caroline Levitt's that don't need an equal rights amendment, right? Yeah. That's going to be a fire breather. You just got to give them a platform. Talk to me about it. Well, you know, Phyllis Schlafly, Steve, and you knew her well, and then watching Schlapp go too, and Mercedes, of course, she was a happy warrior. And when and when I watch Caroline, it's a happy warrior, right? There's a lot at stake. There's a lot of problems. There's things that are really bad and tough. But, you know, being mean and nasty like Joe Biden is when he's yelling and screaming about half the country and telling us we're clear and present danger doesn't do anything. No, look, uh, Caroline Levitt is exact. I was thinking the same thing when I watched her. I thought, look at this. I mean, when Phyllis Schlafly was uh, 24 years old, she was a campaign manager for a guy running for Congress. He won. I was, I think, 1946 or so. And uh, so, you know, young and active and happy warriors. But uh, but most of all, America first. You know, Phyllis Schlafly was America first before people were talking about it for decades. She was saying the America lasters and she identified the Bilderbergers and the U.N. and all these groups were out to take away our sovereignty. And, you know, to put a fine point on what we're seeing worldwide, it's as simple as. People want their nation. They want their sovereignty. They don't want to be told by far off bureaucrats what they're allowed to do. And so I think, look, I, one more thing, Steve, just to hammer home, an Eagle Council this weekend will be gathering EagleCouncil.com. But I want to echo what you said earlier and Matt said, we got to get out and vote. You know, they're going to try. Phyllis Schlafly died the day before we launched a book by her that was called The Conservative Case for Trump in September of 2016. The reason we wrote the book, she said they're going to try to scare conservatives away from Trump and we got to hold them. When they try down the stretch to tell you that your candidate is this or that or the other thing, put it aside, remember what's at stake and get to the polls. Because if they drive down turnout amongst evangelical Christians by 6%, we lose. If they drive down pro-life Catholics, we, you know, because they get afraid of whatever, I don't care what you hear from now until November. Just know there's a choice. And third-party races are nonsense. Third-party candidates are nonsense. Protest votes are useless. Get to the polls like yeah. running through a wall because what's at stake is a choice of the direction of the country and we got to do it. And everybody's got to keep pounding it for the next, you know, six or eight weeks. No, no, this is important. When There is no substitute for victory. We That's have right. to, we can argue amongst ourselves and have all the fights we're going to have. And I put up some stuff on Getter about the spending fights. That's all to come. That's yep. all to come. Right now, the target is converge on November 8th. And by the way, whether you want to do early voting or not, that's your decision. But November 8th, we must win these House seats. We must take over these school boards. We have to hold the Senate seats we have and pick up a couple. There is no if you want to know what victory looks like, look at Grassley and look at Rand Paul lighting up uh, Tony Fauci. Look at Grassley hammering the, the hammering the Twitter uh, company. And that's when they're in the minority. Give the gavel to to Rand Paul. Give the gavel to Chuck Grassley. Give yeah. the gavel to Mike Lee. And you're going to see a difference. And in the House, we control appropriations all of it. Tell about Eagle Council this week. How do people get yeah. there? There's still a few yeah. tickets left. Yeah, I'm thank you. giving Eagle, a major yeah. speak. Peter Navarro, yeah. all of it. How do people get there, yeah. Ed? EagleCouncil.com. We gather at the Airport Marriott in St. Louis on Saturday the 17th, just two days from now. We do it. We're at a big dinner where, Steve, you'll be there with on the Constitution. It's Constitution Day. Earlier in the day, we'll have a pro-life celebration and then a briefing 
So just go to eaglecouncil.com, eaglecouncil.com, and you can uh, check out all the details and come in. It's, it's, it's dirt cheap for all these conferences. A lot of times they're expensive and all. We, we want to get the right people. I just got a this text. Me. One, of the, one of the key guys coming in from Montana to talk to us about what's happening there. Idaho coming in. Uh, it's going to be great. So uh, eaglecouncil.com. I love it. Okay. Uh, real quickly, your social media, your personal social media. On, on all of them, it's at Ed Martin. At Ed Martin, you can track it down. So I'm in all the different it's, places. It's quite, it's quite spicy. <laughs> Short break. Back in the war room in just a second. Look, the key to running a small business is getting team members to reach peak performance. But you know in running a business, sometimes your employees can create all kinds of interesting and sometimes difficult situations. What if an employee reports a serious issue like sexual harassment and you're not sure if you have the documented policy? Now talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. And team members can reach peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. With Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers easily cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Think about that. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Steve Bannon under podcast when you sign up. That's spelled Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com. That's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com. Bambi.com and type in Steve Bannon. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, a couple of things. Number one, uh, Politico has an amazing investigative report today about the Gates Foundation and about the response to COVID. And quite frankly, I'm kind of stunned that uh, they've connected these dots. We're going to have Naomi Wolf on tonight, I think in the six o'clock hour to go through it. It is a stunning piece of investigative reporting. And I think it will put to rest a lot of people saying, oh, you guys are conspiracy theory nuts. I mean, this is a very detailed analysis by uh, by Politico about how nine government entities really took over the COVID response. And it is quite stunning in its reporting and some of its revelations and some of its implications. We're going to go through that tonight. Also, uh, the Queen, I think it's a four and a six mile to get in. It's 30 hours. Our partner in Europe, uh, in England, Hearts of Oaks, uh, Peter, is, is telling me this. So we'll try to get an update on that. I realize this is not everyone's cup of tea, uh, so to speak, but it is a real show of, um, of deference, uh, a 30-hour wait uh, to go by the, um, the coffin of the Queen as it lays in state. I want to go to northern Poland now and Matthew Tierman. Matthew, first, I need the update on the Swedish Democrats because this is, has global implications to put the Swedish left on their back foot. But the EU is not being – I mean, the EU just sent a love tap to – we love Viktor Orban and all the guys in the men and women in Hungary that are fighting for freedom. They just sent us a love tap to them saying, hey, we're going to cut you off. I think it's $40, $40 million we're going to cut you off of money you need. And that was direct shot at Giorgia Maloney in the race coming up in Italy. Tell us what's going on. 
Yeah, well, you know, the left does not go quietly into the night. They just lost in Sweden. Magdalena Anderson conceded last night, as you and I spoke for a couple minutes in the evening, and her last statement was, the Swedish Dems are going to be bringers of violence. The irony of that is so right because their mandate was delivered specifically because of the violence that has overtaken the country, seen to by the left with the open borders migration. So there's a right-wing government. The left is now the opposition in Sweden, in the anchor of Scandinavia. And the Swedish Dems are going to be in the government. They are too hold, 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 large. I, I want to make sure, but I want to make sure, I want to make sure, hang on. I want to make sure we put it in this perspective. The Swedish Dems are really a working class party. It's middle class, but it's working class. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, truck drivers, a lot of, of working class people support this because not just is the, is the crime infested, but the whole labor situation has been turned upside down. So what has struck people is that this kind of right wing group has is really a back their backbone of it is working class and middle class people matthew tierman that is a hundred percent true it's the working class laborers who've seen their wages degraded it's police and firemen there's no police and firemen in the country that do not vote for the swedish Dems because they've seen the no-go zones firsthand and they've been told by the lefty government you cannot report on it you cannot even fight the crime you cannot even go investigate the mass rapes and these people have daughters too so they were irate. They came out in force. The difference in this election and between the previous Swedish Dem support is now the center, the suburbanites, some of the elite, uh, the thinking classes, they joined in. And the Swedish Dems have now not been marginalized. They're moving to the mainstream in suburbia. You can say proudly, I voted for the Swedish Dems. I voted for this governing coalition. And this governing coalition is going to be nominally led by the moderates, Carl Bildt's party. The first pr- prime minister is de facto going to be Ulf Christensen. Uh, but the Swedish Dems have the most votes in Parliament. So it's not like they can then have a, 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 a hard shift to the right. It's like the, as if the Freedom Caucus had 120 members as opposed to 30 members, then we would yeah. be all over you know, the Main Street Caucus, the Mitch McConnell yeah. types, the, uh, the squishes. This is MAGA. Swedish Dem is the MAGA equivalent. Make Sweden great again. They, they've even used that as a slogan, uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek, yeah. uh, because they see the correlation. Uh, now, what's really interesting is they get the EU president, the, the Swedish government gets the rotating EU Council of Europe presidency in january for the year now with this government in place this is three months four months from now this is really going to put and this is what i predicted on your show you know the last two weeks brussels and strasbourg are going to be pulling their hair out we see it this morning in politico with their morning note every time the swedish Dems are mentioned it's going to be neo-nazi roots yep uh real quickly tell me about the eu uh sending doing this to orban but really sending the signal to the voters in italy don't back, uh, don't back the brothers of Italy. Don't back Georgia Maloney, which I say she's. And I've known her for years. She's the Margaret Thatcher, or will be the Mar- Margaret Thatcher of Italy. What what did the EU do to suppress the vote in Italy? Well, I 100% agree with you on your assessment of her. She will be the prime minister. Italians are stubborn. The Italian populist movement is actually one of the strongest in Europe. Uh, five, six years ago, when you saw, you know, Five Star and uh, Liga get together, populist left, populist right. They are actually now coalescing around Maloney and Fratelli. She will get the mandate. And you know what? Now we're going to be reading about rule of laws under attack in Poland, in Hungary, in Sweden, and soon in Italy. Yeah. Whenever they don't yeah. get what they want, whenever it doesn't yeah. go to the establishment left and the globalist class, they go to work yeah. in the media. Like I said with the Swedish Dems, every time you read about the Swedish Dems in the Western press, you're going to see a, uh, a, a, a qualifier, neo-Nazi-rooted Swedish Dems. They never talked about, you know, communist-rooted Frederica Mogherini 
or uh, Barroso in Portugal when he was head of the European Parliament. Yeah. But with the right, they use whatever they can to smear and marginalize. And this is not a neo-Nazi party. The majority of Jews in Sweden, I've no doubt, voted for the Swedish Dems. I'm Jewish. I support the Swedish Dems. It is not a yeah. sectarian party. It is a policy-based movement on borders, law and order, uh, labor and wages, and fighting the globalists. And so they have the mandate. Um, Sweden is now on the right. Italy will be on the right, too, soon. Matthew, I'm going to have you on tomorrow about Brazil, but give you, for between now and then, what's your social media? How do people track you down? Uh, at Matthew Termond, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-T-Y-R-M-A-N-D, Getter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And by the way, we will not see a government built quickly. The news flow will dry up a little bit. There'll be a few rumor mongers here and there, like, you know, Carl built for foreign ministry, which is an absolute uh, deal breaker. No way. No way you need a, a globalist managing your foreign policy with your uh, bilateral partners all over the world. Uh, but, you know, I'll be, I'll be posting on this stuff regularly. Uh, we are, like the left used to say, we're uh, all Keynesians now. We're all Swedes now. What they did is magical. <laughs> Matthew Tierman, Tamar Brazil, thank you very much. we got to keep Later, a close track on the Swedish Democrats. It shows you this movement is global. I want to bring in now Charles Stallworth. Charles is a railroad union employee. He wrote a really incredible piece in Newsweek uh, magazine. Newsweek, i got to tell you, has just done an incredible job uh, on uh, having guest columnists and opinion. they got a lot of guys on the right, people on the left, but it's always interesting. Charles, the reason I, I wanted to have you on, I, there, I hear there's some interim deal with the uh, the train strike and people talk about, you know, how many billion dollars a day and all that. The thing that struck me about your piece that was different than anybody else, you actually talked about something we've warned people about on the show a lot because we're super pro-labor and pro-working man. It's this whole rush to automation. The rush to automation, yep. whether it's in the it's in the uh, airline industry or whether it's in the trucking industry or cars, all that. You bring up this concept. You say, hey, the only way you can really think about this is a concept called positive train control, which sounds like a good thing until you explain it. Walk us through what you think the heart of this issue is with the unions about safety, safety for not just and, cargo, and, but safety for people, sir. Well, and the thing is, is that really what it is, is. This is a way that the railroads are trying to take the conductor out of the cab. What they want is only the engineer in there, and that's it. And so once you have just the engineer, the engineer is up there by, by himself, him or herself, and they're the ones that are running it. They're, so now you've eliminated that role right there. So they're, they're really pushing this. And, and with this tentative deal, they're holding off on it. And I think it's one of those things where once this finally kind of got out in the public where it's just kind of become you know, mainstream and everyone's looking now, all of a sudden the railroads are saying, Oh, well, let's just, well, let, we'll just hold off on it. They're bringing this, they're bringing this back. Once the fire goes down, they're bringing it back and they're going to, and they're going to try to get that one, that one person in the cab and then move on to no one in the cab at all. And hang my on, thing, I, I just, hang, hang on. I, I just want to make sure people understand something. We see these long freight trains going across uh, the country are you saying right now where there are two, there's an engineer and a conductor, two sets of eyes? Yep. Two, are you saying they're with a computer? They just want an engineer and they want the other human factor in there removed for a labor reduction cost. And I think you said there was already been a 29% drop. That, Is it, yep. Just to have that conductor out of there. And so my thing is, is that, and I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering why the union isn't bringing this up. So the engineer, the engineer is the one that controls the train, of course. The conductor is the one that goes, that actually, um, uh, he, if, if you have to get off for any reason or, or, or any kind of issues or anything that's happened, 
he's the eyes and ears of the engineer while he or she is the eyes and ears of the engineer while while you can't see what's going on. Plus, if something happens to positive train, train control, which that happened on a trip that I was on not too long ago, a GPS, the, the GPS signal was just lost. So now we're running back old school again. You see what I'm saying? So now the, the positive train control can't actually keep, you know, doesn't know where the train is. I'm also looking at the fact that you've got to look at there's possible cyber attacks and things like that. So, so to just sit back and say, well, we can just rely on this, this, this piece of, you know, this piece of technology just to control the train, just so we can save some money is, is pretty, is pretty amazing. And do you think the do you think the the objective of the of the train uh, companies is to eventually get both humans out of the cab to have oh, the absolutely. whole thing run by a computer? Absolutely, absolutely. That's where that's where that's where it's originally going. That's where they want this to go. And the thing is, is that if you look at it, if you look at this, that it, it's purely all about saving money. That's the reason that they're running these ten thousand foot trains. You're running 10,000, 12,000, uh, uh, 14,000 foot trains through through urban areas, through suburban areas, through the, you know rural areas or whatever. They're running these trains just to save on 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 uh, paying on on paying employee or paying their employees and things like that. So you have crossings block. That's what I brought up in the article. You have crossings block in Liggett, Texas. That and I, I totally forgot. A friend of mine told me about this. Uh, uh, reminded me about this in Liggett, Texas. There was a there was a, a child that had stopped breathing. The parents were trying to get to the or the EMS was trying to get to the parents. They were having to pass equipment through the train, or you know, and because the train was sitting on a crossing. This happens all the time. It, uh, not too long ago, I think that was last month. The engineer died, had a heart attack, and died on the train. The conductor, because the conductor hasn't been licensed to actually. Uh, drive the train had to get on with the mechanical department and they had to get the train or uh, uh, show him how to actually move the train and move the train up to a crossing where they can actually get uh, get these uh, get to to the uh, uh, to the uh, the engineer that had already died. So I would think that the union should probably say, hey, just like in in airplane in in, you know, with airplanes and things. The co-pilot can fly the plane as well. Why would you not have dual qualified, the engineer and a conductor yes. able to control that train? And now you have two people that are actually that can actually control that train to to have that, you know, to have that fallback just in case something else happens. You don't know what to, uh, can happen, especially when you're dealing with inhalation hazard chlorine cars. You got in, uh, in, inhalate. That's what I brought up in the article. That liquefies your lungs if you if you breathe. So you're sitting Trump. here with all dangerous chemicals and stuff like that. Sorry about that. I'm, and and you want to just say, hey, we just want one person. No, no, no. It's a spectacular article. How do people are on social media? How do people get to you to follow this? And how they I, we're, we have the article up from Newsweek. How do people follow you, Charles? Well, I'm uh, at uh, metal underscore gear eighty eight on uh, Twitter, and um, you can you can reach me there. And uh, I just really want to call attention to this because a lot of people don't. I, I, a lot of people don't even know these things are going on. And so it's not. I, I, hey, I didn't know it. I didn't know about the ten or twelve thousand, fourteen thousand. Charles Stallworth, 
Thank you very much. The article's amazing. We're going to get it out everywhere. Thank you for pointing this out. They want to take the trains down to one person. This automation's out of control. Short break. Back in the war in a second. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that could never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Make sure you, we're on Getter all the time. You got Dave Brad on Getter, Dave Walsh on Getter. Uh, so we're, we're putting up stuff 24-7. Um, Hearts of Oak are up there. Remember, there's, there's a, what is it, 30-hour wait to pay respects to the Queen. So we're going to start covering that and make sure people understand it. I want to thank uh, Charles Stallworth. We're going to get more about this interim agreement, whether it includes this whole issue of 10, 12, 14,000-foot trains, you know, putting two and three together to cut costs with uh with computers in the front and they're only one guy up there it, it's it's outrageous it's like like he says in the article hey you, you, the planes fly on autopilot but you got two pilots you got to land it you got to take it off but you got two pilots in case something goes on i mean this is this is the heart of it so as soon as we get more details about this settlement we'll find out if it includes the and i'm 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 against a lot of this rapid the reason of transhumanism i'm, I'm against a lot of this rapid going to technology on the transportation side because it hasn't been worked out whether it's the team whether it's the truckers whether it's these cars it's you know it's 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 very very dangerous and really got to be thought through let's bring in boris boris the whole uh argument of uh of uh the justice department and uh biden screaming about anti whether it's the show trials has collapsed because uh the uh, uh, moon face um cheney's gone she got humiliated uh, and, and, you know, Kinzinger is now the one on TV crying every time, choking up. Dude, man up. He's very sad. Interview, just man up. Stop crying. I mean, it's, it's, it's not your, your officer in the military. Stop crying all the time. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's Steve, unbecoming. 
You know what? It's only coming you know off. Am I being I mean again? I am sick and tired of me. you not being emotionally open to Adam Kinzinger's <laughs> feelings. Okay, emotionally open. I think. Well, hold I it. You sound like one of my ex. You sound like one of my ex wives. Don't go there. Well, okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I do. I've seen the divorce record. <laughs> not a not emotionally available. Not emotionally available. Okay, let's go to. I thought it wasn't available anyway. With, What's coming up with the FBI and, and, and these pre, the guys on the payroll? What's happening here? Because they're going to sit there. Trump's backed up in a corner. He's got so many legal problems. You know, it's all coming unwound. And everything they talk about, the bottom falls out of it after a couple of days. It's just more nonsense. But tell me about the FBI. Who, they get guys on the payroll. Who, who are these guys that get on the payroll? So this was, there's actually been a slew of these stories in the last couple of days. And the new one I'm sending, I'm sending to Denver as we speak. Uh, just came out that the head of the new of FBI's New York counterintel office, high level FBI agent who was involved in investigation into President Trump's campaign and the alleged untrue contact with Russia during the 16th election, is now under scrutiny by federal prosecutors for his ties with Russia and other foreign governments. Charles McGonigal, the former head of counterintel at the FBI field office in New York City. This just came out on Business Insider, actually. Uh, huge story. Now, two in two days, two in two days, stories of the FBI funding, paying, or FBI agents coordinating, coordinating with, with Russians or Russia. So, and, and, you know, as President Trump has said time and time again, you know, this is all of this nonsense, these hoaxes against the president have all been transference. They're all, they've all been about the other side. Saying that what President Trump is doing, claiming what he's doing, is what they're actually doing. They're just they're just deflecting. That's all it is. They're projecting on the President Trump their own wrongdoing. So yesterday you've got information that Danchenko, who's about to be on trial in Washington D.C. in this fall, who was on the FBI payroll for years, Steve, for years from 2017 at least to 2020, as far as that filing is concerned. This is the same Danchenko that was the false, the false basis, false source for the fake steel dossier against President Trump. So that's so that's one. And now you've got the former head of the FBI's oh, counterintelligence in whoa, New whoa, York whoa. having close relationships with Russians stop, themselves. Stop. For Weissman and Mueller, how does this coming out now in September 22? Didn't we have a seven, 50 million or 40 million or whatever it costs investigation? Uh, and I got a legal bill to show show for it, right? Why did this not come out during the Mueller investigation? And Andrew Weissman, where are you? Why, why is this? Why is this coming out now? Why did that not come out then? It's almost like it wasn't a real investigation, isn't it, Steve? It's almost like the Russia hoax was not an actual investigation into anything, any alleged discussions or or collusion with Russia. Because if it was a real investigation, you would have found this former head of the FBI's New York field office, counter until field office, who is dealing with Deripaska's teammate, people who are Deripaska's payroll. And again, this is such clear projection, right? This is what they they spread hoax after hoax after hoax against President Trump. Said, oh, he was doing all this and he was colluding all that. All of it false, all of it nonsense. The collusion came from the other side. The collusion came from the other side. You got Danchenko, the Russian, feeding false information to you know for the steel, for the fake steel dossier. Now you've got a very senior FBI official who's himself now under investigation, apparently, according to Business Insider. This isn't, you know, the Gateway Pundit or Breitbart. This isn't yeah. a 
a, 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 a right of yeah. center outlet. They're, they're, they're hardcore. They're call, hardcore hate Trump all the time. So and, if they're and, reporting and the it, it's got to be 10 times worse. The author, Mattias Schwartz, is, you know, does 10,000 word piece. This guy's a long for. So this, this is an investigation that they're doing, and they're, uh, they're turning up what really, Steve, we've been talking about this for years, right? That the deep state did anything they could to attack President Trump, to attack MAGA, and they went to any length possible, including obviously illegal activity. Now, here's the good news. Harvard Harris poll came out yesterday. President Trump up by three, at least, on Biden overall. Eight with independents, which is the real number. Six with suburban voters. Call Rove, I'm sorry to tell you and your, and your little whiteboard, you know, the, the, the soccer moms, they've all got with President Trump because Americans do not stand for weaponization of law enforcement. Americans do not stand for political targeting, and Americans are turning over to MAGA in droves. Again, up by 8% with independents, head-to-head, President Trump versus feckless Joe Biden. Hang hang, on. We got a 90-second break. I just need to – I know you got to bounce, but just give me 90 seconds. Take a short commercial break. Um, Boris is going to join us on the other side. I've got Dave Walsh. One of the reasons you have runaway inflation, they're trying to do this radical decarbonization plan in like a minute – um, even if it's correct, which is still a lot of debate about that, the, the, the unprofessionalism of how they're trying to do it is, is shocking. Also, Dave Bratt is here about the Federal Reserve, the printing of money, and the crushing of the American people. All next. Where in the world? War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, 
and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 